This is episode 465 on the 5th of January 2022 and the road to the 475th episode starts this morning another year another chapter and another milestone approaching in the greatest talk show on the planet in the universe in the galaxy and every were in the vast black space while we celebrate the 475th episode there's something which can get a little irritating and obnoxious as everyone knows the australian open the us open the french open the wimbledon are private tournaments which are all year round tournaments where private players which include the like of federer djokovic nadal osaka serena williams medvedev and others they play in these tournaments they win they earn their paycheck and they become legends how i don't know but what has gained attention is that a few of these individuals have refused to participate in what is called the first of the three or four grand slams grand slams of the year but does it make a difference because according to the organizers if such players don't come well there's still rumor about who will come who will not come there's 50 50 sometimes they say they will come then they make a decision they will not come because of all the jail jail like measures put in place either way the organizers feel if such overhyped stars skip the tournament or they put the organizers in a dilemma of whether they will come or not to participate then that will make a difference as far as the financial 
part of the tournament is concerned. Why are we still obsessed with Federer and Djokovic? Federer is 41. He is injured. Move on. He did his part. He played for 20 years. Just move on. Is he a great player because he's won? He's a 20-time Grand Slam champion. Okay, that's great. But then for the last two years, ever since the imaginary, imaginary virus came into play, these players have refused to participate because of the harsh quarantine and jail-like measures put by the organizers, by the host countries where they have to isolate or jail themselves for at least seven days before the tournament starts and adhere to all the rules which are absolute nonsense but they have to do it so they feel they are not in the mindset to do it if they have to be in a room for seven days before they start without any training restrictions can't go outside who wants such measures well a lot of athletes agree to this but these athletes are now in that arrogant phase because they have been given so much of lift by the pseudo print and electronic media over the past 20 years. For me, it's time to move on. Whether there are financial implications in these players participating or not, it will not make a difference because it's not, it's nothing more than a private tournament and it's time to move on because such tournaments happen every year. It's nothing special. It happens every 12 months. After this, you will have the Wimbledon or the French Open and end of the year because of the geographical thing. You will have the US Open where they will play, they may not play. Who knows? But it's time to move on. It's time to look at... It's time to move on from them and focus on newer and better skilled players which are there in plenty. And there are a few 27, 28 year olds whose names need not be taken, but they are more skilled and they have the pedigree to win 20, 30 time champion, to become 25, 30 time champion. No one is interested in Nadal, whether he is a good person or a bad person, it doesn't matter. Everything on the field is just theatrics, their smile, their behavior is just part of the script. So it doesn't affect me whether they smile or they are aggressive or they have this middle aggressive tone. It doesn't make a difference. But for me, it's time to move on and it's time to focus on the road to the 475th episode. Whether the Australian Open, the French Open, the US Open, the Wimbledon and other hyped tournaments continue or not and whether the overhyped players participate or not, what continues is another hyped 
tournament that is the India South Africa Ashes game two when India made two hundred were bowled out for two hundred on day one everyone thought middle order muddle according to me no poor batting no because India have won matches with worse batting performance and and there are previous examples there's no point being nostalgic about those examples because. We won them. It's good, and of course, we are looking to win a full tournament. Make it two-zero. Is it possible? Yes, and of course, the negative campaigning against certain players continues because that's the nature. We don't want them because they're averaging twenty-five and not fifty-two. The other one is averaging twenty-seven and not seventy-two. And if it was the other way around, if hypothetically somehow. these two players against whom a purported negative campaigning is being continued and it's being continued for the past one year they haven't made runs they haven't made 50s their the middle order is worse i've seen a worse middle order and if you ask me i would have this group any time over the retired flukes of you know whom i'm talking about they don't deserve a mention anymore So at two hundred all out and South Africa at one for thirty six, we thought South Africa is in a good position, but I don't agree with that. Well, while the negative campaigning continues, let me start a negative campaigning of my own. I won't name them against whom it is, but a few commentators need to go. It's like they themselves have no pedigree to say that. these players have not performed one of these players has to go in the next match yes you have to give opportunities to the next lot that's the way the world works the next lot comes in you give them opportunities every 10 12 years a new group comes in that's just the way things work in sports it depends when these certain individuals want to call it off and then given opportunity to the next lot that's between the governing body the coaches the players and that lot the outside noise has no role to play and therefore the very commentators who themselves had no pedigree who played nine matches against the guys whom they are campaigning who have played 90 plus matches and have played far better in quality polling attacks i can tell you that and i won't go into these details because these details are mundane and oxymoron and really don't have any kind of discussion needed but in short if you were to ask me whether i would see a dale stain bowl or a rabada bowl i would always say rabada i would always say patrick cummins mitchell stark and future bowlers but for now to be specific over gillespie and megra they don't even come in my book of respect i would rather have patrick cummins jai richardson kane richardson scott boland the current lot of australian bowlers more skilled and and also good semi all-rounders and then the print electronic and pseudo media opinion should be trashed it's written by a bunch of school kids and amateurs so don't even listen to what they have to say but something which has gained notoriety and which has become a matter of discussion 
which surprisingly wasn't there two to three decades ago is the over rates. How teams are supposed to bowl 15 overs in an hour. Ideally, it's not ideal. They are supposed to. It's in the rule book and the umpires have a role to play in that. But they bowl around 12 and a half to 13 overs an hour. Because of breaks or some of the other reason, rain breaks. But I think umpires are equally responsible for slow over rates. Because a team is fined if you don't adhere to the over rate after the match referee looks at all exceptions. But I think the match referees and the International Cricket Council technical committee who makes these rules has to rewrite the whole book because the umpires are equally responsible. Suppose there was a drinks break and after 10 minutes, a batter is hit on his hand and the substitute comes in with the drinks, with the towels, with the gloves and then, okay, it's fine, they come in. They have come in before, but the umpires have to say, no, don't come right now. You should have changed your equipment during that four minute break. Now you have to wait till the next break to allow you to change. I cannot allow this. Okay, the physio comes in. The umpire should say, if you are badly injured, the batter or the bowler, you can go out. The other batter can come in and when you are ready, you can come back and start your batting. Either you do that or you move on. The umpires have to take a decision which they cannot and therefore the players, the batting or the bowling team look at this as a loophole, as an exploitation and they go ahead and do this. I have seen so many times, even after a break, 10-12 minutes later, the players want a drink. Okay, it's hot. But then that's that was 20 years ago. So there has to be some kind of uniformity in that. Okay. And of course, it's hot. It's drinks. Everyone needs to be rehydrated. But there has to be some kind of balance in where the umpires say, no, wait, we have a drinks break after four or five overs or 20-25 minutes, you can come then. And if you're feeling, it's okay. We'll have a break. You can have the drinks to your heart's content. But that's the way things have to work. Because the umpires are helpless. And the substitutes, the physios stroll in. They take in their time. And the, neither side has any respect for time. And then what happens? The broadcaster goes into a commercial break because... The broadcasters only care about what's coming in and not what's happening. And that's irritating. Of course, there are a lot of factors. Empires are not to be out of the blame game because you are fine for slow over rates. But if you increase the over rate, which means if a team finishes 90 overs in let's say 7 hours and 10 minutes, which is fine, they won't be given additional points. Slow over rate will means points are deducted but the fast over rates no and everyone knows if you have fast bowlers bowling they will always take time and then of course when you're playing in countries like south africa and australia you will go with four or five fast bowlers whether they're bowling at 155 or 125 that's the nature that's been happening for so long but we are focusing on mundane things like slow over rates and techniques and all other things and all other sunrise that are coming up it's just a waste of time and then 
Last week, I read an article by a negligible expert who doesn't deserve a name, but since he was lucky enough for his or her article to be published in the publication, which was just a poor decision by that publication, they question South Africa's bowling. It's not good. There's, they don't have the skill of the previous retired guys. Those guys retired. They took a call. Okay, I'm retiring. I'm done. I have contributed my 7-8 years and I think I have done enough. That's their decision. Let it be. And now they're burying their, he their heads in the sands after India's 202. But then what happened? South Africa themselves are bold for 229, led by someone who was also part of the campaigning to be thrown from the team. He responds with 7 wickets for 61 runs. We all know who this player is so let's not go into details about this particular player but that's the nature and then India are 85 for 2 with the two batters who were on the crease the very two batters against whom the negative campaigning has continued so how do I look at this particular match I think it's a 50-50 situation no team is in a good position India could easily add another 200 runs and they could get a lead of 260 and South Africa could be chasing 260, 270. Or South Africa will say, no, we are not going to allow you to score so easily. India could be bowled out for another 80, 90 runs, which is a possibility. If it's a collapse, it's a collapse. South Africa may have to chase 150, 160. So both situations are possible but I can tell you this game will be most likely done by day 4 it's day 3 tonight it's day 4 tomorrow the game most likely will today it will today we will know today by the end of the day South Africa will be chasing something either they'll be chasing 270 or they'll be chasing one between 180 and 200 that's the way things work whether they can chase or not, it's on to them. They have their plans. But by tomorrow, it, one of the teams could win. If India wins, they win the tournament. If South Africa wins, they make it one all, making the final match interesting. Either way, by evening or later on tonight in around 10 hours, 10 to 11 hours time, we'll know which side has an advantage. As I said, India could give South Africa a target of 270 or South Africa could get India out for another 100 runs and they could be chasing 160. Either way, it's a 50-50 situation. No team is in a good position because it doesn't work that way. And then whatever happens, if somehow miraculously the two individuals though, though I've been saying that before also that if they make the runs and they get I think even if they get 70 80 it's fine we expect them to score 100 but let's not get into these mundane details of hundreds and averages because average individuals talking about the average average of a player whose own average was so average that they have no average to talk about so they are at an average low in their commentary career because for me the current lot of commentators if if they have to be rated they will be given negative one out of ten no skills 
just lucky enough to be employed because the broadcaster doesn't want to spend too much on employing or recruiting decent commentators. They would employ experts who would come for even one shilling or one pound, well, which 120 rupees, but it's 1030. One dollar, which is 75 rupees. It's nothing. Or one or one euro, which is one, which is around 100 rupees. It's nothing. So yes, for a negligible amount, this lot says, okay, we'll do it because if we don't, we are as good as, well, nowhere. So that's the way. But back to the match and back to the situation, this middle order muddle, let's not get into it because it's been talked about for the past one year and it's getting old. They need to move on. But we talk about it and things get excited. As I said, anything is possible. Both sides have a chance. Who, Which one will have the grit? Which team will say, okay, India will say we need another 200 runs and we are in a good position. South Africa will say we get them out for plus 100 and we are in a good position. So both teams will come with a plan and the slug fest will continue. There will be punches back and forth near pinfalls, everything is possible, expect the unexpected or expect the unexpected which is to be expected after the unexpected has already happened. So the average talk by individual to talk about the average average of the averages of players by individuals who themselves had no average when they were playing is an average conversation and that's the way things roll. And then the interesting thing was, which I'm coming to right now, that for me, this was my team. But then what happens? The captain has a bit of an injury. And then Rahul becomes the captain. That was the breaking news. Will they go on without their talismanic captain? I think individuals don't make a difference even if he's not there the job of the team is to win and they'll do it and it's a decent team they've got a couple of very good all-rounders and Ashwin and uh, Shadul Thakur two of the top all-rounders with no Jadeja and no Hardik Pandya and no Aksar Patel available because I still think despite all the discussions I still think and as, as I said in my previous episodes Hardik Pandya still has a role to play and he will play and he can do a job even if we think he's injured he doesn't have the pedigree very last five days no one knows but i think he will be contributing yes he's not in the team because of lot of reasons because of his injury situation then i can give you a list of people who were injured worse and they still were lucky enough to play so who knows what will happen but i think it was a decent team Maybe in the next match, if once the captain comes, who will be out? No one knows. Let's say PVR, Pujara, Vihari, Rahane score 45-50 each. And then Kohli comes back. Who does he replace? That will be an interesting question to ponder about, which is left to the team management, the coach, the captain and 
the average selection committee led by a chairperson who himself had no pedigree but when you are lucky to be the chairperson of the selection committee your average days are meaningless and that's the way things roll So this ends episode number 465 on the 5th of January 2021 as the road to the 475th episode starts with this episode and starts this morning And I will be back with episode number four sixty-six on the seventh of January, twenty twenty-two. while you wait for the next episode put these legendary books in your must read books column once again put these legendary books in your must read books column